Welcome to the New Yorker's May 26, 2008 issue. We have five articles for you. Joan Acacella explores the hangover in all its miserable glory. Then Ian Fraser seeks New York City's next great writer in Manhattan's biggest soup kitchen. After that, John Updike offers a short story about an 80-year-old man who's quite introspective about his lack of introspection. And TV critic Nancy Franklin says the end is in sight for Katie Couric on the CBS Evening News. But first, it's this week's comment. In McCain's Court, Jeffrey Tubin examines the presumptive Republican nominee's view of the judiciary. Successful politicians know how to attract attention and how to avoid it, so it's worth noting that John McCain chose to give his speech about the future of the judiciary on May 6th, a day when the political world was preoccupied with the Democratic primaries in Indiana and North Carolina. It is significant, too, that Senator McCain spoke mainly in generalities rather than about such specific issues as abortion, affirmative action, and the death penalty. But even if he hoped to sneak the speech past a distracted public and have its coded references deciphered only by the activists who were its primary target, its message should not be lost on anyone. McCain plans to continue, and perhaps even accelerate, George W. Bush's conservative counter-revolution at the Supreme Court. McCain began the speech at Wake Forest University in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, with a paean to the wisdom of the framers of the Constitution in establishing the separation of powers. The executive, legislative, and judicial branches are often wary of one another's excesses, and they should be, he said, before adding in a comforting way, the system of checks and balances rarely disappoints. Still, he warned against complacency because there is one great exception in our day to the smooth functioning of the separation of powers. This is surely true. The Bush administration has sought to expand executive power in an unprecedented manner, especially with respect to the president's ability to authorize torture, ignore the Geneva Conventions, and order the surveillance of citizens. But that was not what McCain had in mind. Instead, he pronounced that the great exception is the common and systematic abuse of our federal courts by the people we entrust with judicial power. For decades now, some federal judges have taken it upon themselves to pronounce and rule on matters that were never intended to be heard in courts or decided by judges. This, of course, is a view functionally identical to President Bush's often expressed contempt for judges who legislate from the bench. McCain then cited what he saw as an example of such abuse.